Look, I'm sorry I'm late. Well, it's just, if it didn't happen every week. I know, I know. I, it I, would be less I, it annoying. It is all me every time. <laughs> I am I'll really just... restraining myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I am proud of you, though. You wanted to record later, and you're like, I'm done. I'm I, done. I, I, I've got this. I However, mm. a typhoon came in, like, <laughs> literally two minutes before I was going to send you the recording invite and i had to run out had to grab my laundry of course now it's all speckled with rain so it has to dry inside and yeah. literally i mean the skies opened up i'm quite sure that all the roads are flooded i you know on the plus side there's no motorcycle rider right now <laughs> how you doing <laughs> i'm fine actually oh. i, I I was oh, I drinking my more? coffee. Yes. If you oh. watch Netflix, I highly recommend watching Blue Zones, How to Live to Be 100. Excellent documentary. You'll love it. Okay. It's, it's a like a four-parter. Anybody listening, it's new on Netflix, so you probably all have seen the little thing for it. Worth your time to watch it. It's not a super long one, but it's really good. I, you know, I'm concerned. Is there anything else you'd like to, to say? Hmm. Um, no, you're not doing? right now. No. <laughs> oh! Oh, jeez. <laughs> You scared me. You put I'm me to sleep sorry. and then you woke me up. All right. What oh, do you want? I'm sorry. Oh, it's hear that thunder? Feel it, woman. It's crazy. No, I just want to say that today I was working on my episode for next week and I'm very excited. What? Like yeah. You like like that's that's really early. I know. That's, I know. Either you're doing it, you started the morning of, or you started like weeks before. <laughs> okay, to be honest, I am so um what's the word? Like, um, I can't think of the word, obviously. I'm actually happy. You're, you're not really late because we weren't supposed to be recording for like another hour. I just, I don't know, like the world turned in like this weird direction. And for some odd reason, I'm ready a little bit early, which has never happened in our one and a half years of recording. I think that you said to yourself, you know what? I've done the work. Yeah. It's good. Mm. I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, every single one of your episodes rolls off like beautifully. Really? It never Aww. really it doesn't matter if you're 100 percent ready or not. Oh, thank you. It my always pumpkin. rolls off beautifully. Oh, you're forgiven for all your sins, and we're gonna talk about sins today. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. Do baby. they have to do cornflakes? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't. Um yeah. Sorry, I'll get to that. They probably would have been happy to have to have had cornflakes for breakfast. <laughs> are you like full of suspense now you're like oh my god what is it i'm just thinking to myself no i wouldn't ever want cornflakes even if i didn't know the story behind it i hate cornflakes i only like cornflakes crunched up and put on like chicken and before it's baked yes they are a good breader or whatever you call mm -hmm. it oh and like my mom used to always make this thing called the christmas morning wife saver Clearly, it was a recipe from the nine for the from the eight from the fifties. What the hell? Um, so, tell anyway. me, it wasn't like jellied meat and something. <laughs> Why do you keep making me gag? Okay, I'm not going to talk about what I gagged about last week, and I do apologize for that. I'm sorry. It was a very um, like normal um, reaction to a bowlful. But go yeah, on, exactly. But like jellied meat. No, it was like um, like a quiche kind of thing, and then you put like. Um, what's it called? Cornflakes, like crushed cornflakes on it, so it would get a nice crisp, and it was so good. When so it comes to good. eating, crunch is so satisfying, isn't it? I love a good crunch. Like, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I always crunch. say I do love a good. Yeah, like I, I definitely like. I like to eat all the burnt parts off of things, all the corner <gasps> Me too. pieces. Oh, oh no. my god! 
Will we, we be fighting over this? Well, we need something to fight over because we have a perfect relationship. True. And, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a God given thing now. We have something to actually fight over. What? Well, wait a minute. You said you like the, I don't like the corner piece usually. I like the Love burnt the bits, piece. but not the corner piece. Okay. So we're good. We're good. All right. Yeah. No, I definitely like the corner pieces. I even ask for them. Like if I go to a bakery and ask for something, I'm like, can I have the corner piece, please? And they're like, yeah, because no one else wants it. <laughs> and like, I even, th- I think I get it even like cheaper. I'm not sure. <laughs> they cut it extra large so people will buy it. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that, I'm happy that you're pseudo late oh. because that makes me feel redeemed for all the times, all the times, <laughs> every time I was late. So this so. time that I was six minutes late because there was a flood of water on my floor. Yep. Makes up Supposedly. for every week that I, you might be like a 15 minutes, a half hour, or can we make it later? Yeah. <laughs> can, can we make it tomorrow? Oh, or this, oh. though, can we make it tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting notifications. Can you did you hear that ding ding? I didn't. Okay, good. Then I'm just gonna leave them on. I mean, you know, unless I get <laughs> okay, if I start reading something all of a sudden. It's like De- Deb recording. <laughs> I, I hope it's not like the emergency alert, you know? Oh my god. Well, you are there in like a typhoon. I'm here. It is hot, and I don't like talking about the weather, but like debilitatingly hot again I was like what like I was all into the whole back to school fall a little bit you know cool cozy and all of a sudden it's like 40 degrees again yeah well you talk look you know me I like the cozy I know know. the past couple days I have been boiling and I'm like is anybody else like freaking hot and it's been like hot like I haven't felt this all summer I know you went through the heat wave I didn't yeah but I'm like this it, this isn't fun. And so we went to the beach yesterday and said, I, I, I saw more I did than share I the- needed to. I saw a hell of a lot more than I needed to from your day at the beach. I received a lovely message on my phone yesterday that said, it was like, I don't know, four or five in the afternoon or something. And you're like, oh, look, it's a, it's a full moon in wherever you were. I'm like, full moon? What the hell? Like, is it out from like early <laughs> evening? What the hell? And how sweet of Chris to be looking at the moon. I'm, She's there with her family and thinking of little old me. I know. Little I know. old me. Yep. yep. So I, I dropped everything to send you a message. Yes. You with, um, with visuals. Yep. With photographs. Yep. That's mm-hmm. right. And not easy I to open- do in the sun, by the way. No, th- thank you for, for mm-hmm. putting in that extra effort. Mm-hmm. And I, didn't I just click on those little suckers? <laughs> I <laughs> did tell you to look carefully. <laughs> Oh, I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, you're like, look carefully. I'm like, um, pretty sure that's a penis. Pretty sure that's uh, a bum. <laughs> pretty sure that's full nudity going on on that boat next to yours. Well, only the men Did- were naked, right? With the women, yes, the wearing- women were clothed. Much to my son's uh, dismay, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they were far. They did seem very close up, or maybe it was just like the 3D. They weren't particularly far. I mean, you could see it with your plain eyes, but you know the cameras. (laughs) But I never sent you the photo from uh, San Francisco, from Hyde Ashbury. I don't. I th- I feel like I would remember it just the way you're prepping the, the fully for the fully waxed individual that I accident. <laughs> I didn't accidentally. Oh I wanted God. to take a picture because he was standing literally in the middle of the street. Oh my God. In Hyde Ashbury, this goes back. Yeah. We went 2021 in like um, California just opened their uh, COVID borders. Like oh. they've been open like not even two weeks yet. Oh God! And this guy was out there. Well, I mean, I got to give credit where credit is due. The wax job on this guy was incredible. But I'm walking through the streets with my children. Right. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. you know, my youngest was maybe 12 or wow. 11 or 12, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just held the phone, took a quick pick. And because uh, it was like, it was kind of funny. It's like, okay, well, remember this years from now. And, you know, <laughs> and my, hu- my husband took one from across the street. But I took when I took mine, it only got from chest to knee. <laughs> well, that's probably the most interesting well, part of it. <laughs> well, it I didn't realize it. Like I thought it was gonna be back because I walked a little further away, but I was trying to hold the phone, so it didn't. You know, I mean, the guy yeah. didn't want a picture, but hold the it was phone. too funny to see in the middle of the road. So he on was a Sunday naked. Oh yeah, oh, on a Sunday. That's God's day. Yeah. Maybe he was being closer to God. <laughs> maybe, maybe God told him to do it. Could've. Wait a you could have wait. So buck naked, fully waxed, fully. I'll send you the photo. I'm it, yes, please. Fully. I mean, like, like. Like slick, <laughs> slick. <laughs> um, so just a second though, I'm thinking now that maybe there would have been glare on that slick. No, because I evidently missing. passed a little closer than I had thought, and <laughs> okay, so there's and nothing. Yeah, wow, well, good, yeah. good for him. Yeah, I don't, he seemed happy. Yeah, yeah, why not? And, you know, it's Who isn't is, Chris? It's how it's God created us. I mean, that's right. He didn't create. He didn't. We weren't born with clothing or hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that well, too. I mean, hair. I mean, there is some hair, but we're not yeah. waxed and like and to, glazed. Oh, now you're gonna make me go back and look. I don't believe he. I believe he had hair, so I can't say like it's alopecia because then oh. I would feel really bad right now. I don't <laughs> think that was it. Um, oh my God! Wait, you mean hair on his head? Right. <clears throat> oh my right. God! It is pouring. Ow. Buckets. <laughs> I did just bite you. <laughs> we just did that the exact same time. You're like, it's pouring buckets. I'm like, ow. Um, because I just, it's like, no, there will be no more attention given to Chris. I need some attention. I need oh, some, yeah, go ahead. I need some air time. Hi. Hi. Hey. No, I'm done. I have nothing else to say. Oh, come on. You must have something. No, nothing. Zero. Oh. <laughs> right, the truth is that I always know that you have some, you're very, you are a very good chatter. I don't think I'm as good. I'm not as chatty. I mean, uh, you I are a good chatter. No, no. I just try to come up with something to talk about. Otherwise, it's going to be the weather. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Right. The weather yeah. has been pretty spicy recently. <laughs> I mean, and then tr- like joking aside, the flooding here and, and your son can't even start university because of all right, the flooding. Right. Where yep. There's he, that he, thing. Yeah. And of course, so you don't think the university bad. has given us a concrete answer as to the day he's starting, but we can't get furniture or nothing for the apartment because... Of yeah. all the flooding, it was one town over, and it really is a yeah. horrible, horrible situation. It is. Uh, they it haven't is. had water. The people in town haven't had water for how long? Oh, ten days for sure. I was going to say it's about More? two weeks. Yeah, two it's weeks. Electricity just being restored, sort of. Yeah, uh, barely restored. Yeah, was tens of thousands of animals <gasps> that, died because this uh, is, you know, if you yeah. don't know these towns, they these are the people that you know their living is made off of raising animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like um, yeah, agriculture, I guess. Yeah, yeah farming. Um, and I feel like this is like in a valley kind of. These areas are like valleys, right? So the yeah. water just like sits there. And anyway, I don't know technically how to talk about it, but um, people have been killed. But yep. I've just heard that the, the the fish being washed up on like the sidewalks now that the water is receding and the mm-hmm. animals. It's just I can't even deal with it. So yeah, pretty pretty bad stuff. It was devastating and. I had, we were down there the weekend it was raining and I we know. are one town over and it, yep. and it wasn't as bad, but we did choose to leave a day early, which in yep. hindsight wound up being 
the best choice because yeah. I don't know if we would have gotten home because oh, roads around yeah. us were getting flooded out. Yeah. And then probably two days after we left, the water started receding from the, the um, affected town and started rolling into our town. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although the outskirts of it where he will be is not, but it still affects everything. So. It still affects everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is why I don't chat because you see how I immediately brought the tone and the mood of the podcast down. You know what? You You're see? so right. I know. <laughs> so this is why I expect you to do our intros. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm good. But like I said, I want fallback. I want to like be, I'm done with summer. You I'm want done hoodie season which is my I favorite do. season we ever. know we know i love Chris. a good hoodie i really do <laughs> I'm, I'm scoping i'm like i need a whole new hoodie selection i'm tired of wearing the same few hoodies I, i'm not good to myself i need to be a little better and I, what better way than hoodies and sweatpants honestly i uh, but the truth is that i don't like stuff i have to pull over my head i prefer like a zip up does that count as a hoodie or what's that yeah it's just weird sweatshirt is it <laughs> Is that's very judgmental of you? Just because it was. I like I'm sorry. Zippy <laughs> anyway, people don't need to know about my our whatever my zippy needs. Everybody yeah, needs no, a good I, zip. Everyone needs a good zip. But no, see, for me, that zipper would bother me. I really? need. I need that hoodie like to be baggy and like totally non-flattering. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I I need to act. I need to know, but maybe it's because of the menopause. Maybe I need to know that I can be out of that hoodie in a second if a hot flash comes on. That's or, right. Or any other reason, am I right? <laughs> and any other reason why you're getting hot under the collar. Let's see what Chris <laughs> sends her for photos. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Go. So, rumor has it, I have yes. an episode. <clears throat> I'm very excited. I don't have a clue, as always. You really don't have a clue. Um, I hope I do, because, you know, sometimes I don't feel like, especially, do you find that sometimes, like, the first few sentences are your hardest to just kind of, like, like, no, no, yeah. I find I from know. beginning to end to be the hardest. <laughs> oh, baby. But also the other thing is, is that like, I have a few ideas in my head. Yeah. But I'm like, it depends on what Deb did. Cause I don't want to be like, sometimes we have an episode with not a lot of, like we aren't, it's very interesting. Right. But I want to make sure that the next one is kind of light. Right. Yes. I so totally I've got, got a few you. in my head. I'm like, <clears> oh, <throat> downer, 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 not downers, but I not, know. not giddy. I know this one's not giddy. Um, but so I planned appropriate for next week. Okay. Yeah. You might want to leave if you just go, I'll let you know when I, when I hit the big notes. Um, no, but it is fascinating. I have to say, I, I mean, you, you might've heard of this phenomenon or this thing. Um, but if not, uh, hopefully I'll shed some light on it that you, you didn't the, know. The Why? creation of Com Captain Crunch. That's what it is. You see, we have never <laughs> talked about Captain Crunch. <laughs> on this podcast we have never given the due time to we have crunch to be fair we, we haven't oh really um oh, and crunch berries but let me ask you this did anyone really like peanut butter captain crunch i don't think i ever tried that i never tried it either it didn't appeal to me i'd love to know if there's any peanut butter captain crunch fans out there today we laughed at gmail.com let us know <laughs> if you <laughs> Don't I have a perfect voice for that you kind do. of thing? You right? do. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm totally kidding. I don't, I'm pretty sure we had those in Canada. I definitely wouldn't have tried them. I'm not a huge peanut butter fan. Like I don't um, like crave it. Like my mom is mental over it. She's like, oh. um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, mom. You may have like airing my family's dirty laundry, but <laughs> such <laughs> Canadian laundry, it. but go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's as bad as it gets in Canada. Um, but so no, I would not have gravitated towards gravitated gravitated <laughs> toward that. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, Fruit Loops, honeycombs. Oh, honeycombs. Those were good because they were just sweet enough. I was hit or miss on honeycomb. It really, it really did depend on what the prize was. <laughs> oh my god! And not much has changed in your world. <laughs> I don't think. Oh my yeah. god! Your laugh is hilarious. Okay. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. Do you enjoy movies? Do you enjoy adult beverages? Do you enjoy conversations that could go off the rails at any second? If you said yes to any of these questions, then you should check out the Films and Fermentation podcast. I'm Leo. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. We're just three friends. Who like to talk shit about movies. While getting shit-faced. So join us every week as we discuss interesting movie topics like best ensemble films, most paused moments in cinema, and the occasional movie review, plus so much more. When you add drinking, you have no idea where this conversation could go. So find us on Spotify, Apple Pods, Good Pods, YouTube, or wherever you go to listen to your favorite shows. You could also visit linktree.com slash films and fermentation to find all of our social media and podcast links. We'll be waiting for you to join us weekly at the crossroads between pickled and fermented. Cheers. Cheers. Listen up. As if you have a choice. Um, <laughs> I can so, take off my headphones. <laughs> you definitely can. Uh, so, as we all know, this uh, episode is not about Sinead O'Connor. But, as you know, she passed away this summer. And, as always, we end up giving up more, sorry, giving more, let's say, attention to somebody after they've passed away than, you know, when they were mm-hmm. still alive. But anyway, so I'm guilty of that. And I loved Sinead O'Connor in the 80s. And I just thought she was, you know, so progressive. And her music was amazing and her voice and all that stuff. But then I completely sort of lost interest. I don't know. And uh, anyway, so I decided, like so many other people, after she passed away, to watch her documentary called Nothing Compares. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, so I was watching it. To be honest, I loved hearing about her story. It was fascinating. I didn't, there was something about the way the documentary was, was done that I didn't love. But check Is it, it Netflix? Out. Absolutely. No, it's not. What was it on? Hmm. Something I can't remember. Um, but anyway, definitely worth watching to get sort of like an idea of what her life was like. But there was just something about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's just me. 
What are you taking? Tylenol? Nothing, okay. evidently. <laughs> <laughs> what are you attempting to take? I will not have you pill... What's Neurofen? It's like Advil. Like Advil? Well, I lost it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Please keep this in the episode. <laughs> okay, our pill popper, I... Chris, is... <laughs> Do you want to get off your chair and look on the floor? No, I'll find it later. Now it's probably wet from the rain coming in, so it's going to be a half-melted Advil. But it's not oh. Advil. It's called Neurofen. It's similar to Advil. Okay, what's wrong? What's I've hurting? had a headache for, like, what, a week? Oh. <laughs> that, was my, that was my coaster. <laughs> oh, my God. You are the cutest train wreck I have ever <laughs> ever known. You just... See? It was this. It's my... What you heard was my coaster. It's... What does your coaster say? Something about cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Toes in the sand, cocktail in my hand. Oh, nice. Except <laughs> now that your toes are like tapping rainwater on the floor of your <laughs> I, office. I'm, I'm like splashing in the beach. <laughs> that is adorable. I just got the mental picture on that. It's adorable. Just oh. a happy, happy Chris makes a happy dip. Honestly. Oh, no, I'm serious. Well, with my headache that I've had for like over a week, so. I hear you, but I'm not going to complain because, um, you know, I never, I don't like to share my health issues on this podcast. <laughs> I don't like people. I'm <laughs> complaining because I think it's a change in the weather, but yes. I, I don't know. I'm just going to have to believe you because I don't, I'm really not used to talking about this kind of stuff. Um, <gasps> what? Surgery season is coming up soon. All right. Not, not that soon, but okay. you must no. be planning. I am okay. I'm really planning on not having any surgeries in 2024, but you know, famous last words, I'm knocking like crazy on my fake wood, um, <laughs> desk. <laughs> I think it is Ikea actually. Uh, yeah, I am totally. And can I just say something because yes, you know, we haven't been chatting enough. Yeah. I like how I said about we were good at chatting. <laughs> Did I say that after I walked those four hours, I walked a lot in Jordan, but those like four straight hours under the sun, I swear to God, I was looking at my feet and legs going, thank you, God. Thank you, orthopedic surgeon. Thank you, every surgery I've had. <laughs> and, I, but I, and I'm laughing, but I was like, thank you so much for letting my legs work properly. Yep. I'll probably fall down Yay! the stairs after this. Yay! Probably, but that's okay. They work <clears throat> in Jordan. So... They did. Okay. So listen, so something that it was a great, uh, it was, anyway, it was a, it wasn't a great documentary. It, it was a it, satisfactory it was documentary. <laughs> um, it could have been better for Sinead. I think Sinead deserved better. All right. There you I, go. I guess what yes. I'm trying to say. So, um, what really stuck out in my mind, um, was the abuse that she described that she received, particularly from her mother. It, it was absolutely horrifying, uh, physically, mentally, even sexually, horrible, horrible abuse, but that's not even what this episode is about. So as a teenager, a troubled teenager, I guess, with all of this anxiety and, and whatnot and this abuse, the trauma that she had endured, she mm-hmm. um, was a truant, so didn't go to school, and a shoplifter. And I think that that's, you know, okay, fairly forgivable forgivable sins, but exactly. she, was, she was caught for those things. Mm-hmm. So what she says in the documentary is that she was sent to the Sisters of Our Lady of Charity Institute for Reform. Her dad paid for her to go. Um, 
he was, I guess the idea was that she would be, you know, continuing her education there. She was only what, I don't know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would be reformed instead of like going to jail or whatever it was. And, um, and he, I think, like I said, he, he paid for her to go there. So he just thought, okay, I'm giving my daughter over to this, you know, great service where she'll come back reformed and educated, blah, 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 blah. A- am yeah. I rolling my <laughs> eyes for a reason? You probably know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> just yeah yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah I don't know I'm just assuming okay which is, you know not good um, to do but I'm going to anyway yeah no 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 so um she says it was like a prison we didn't see our families no rehabilitation no therapy just people telling us that we were bad people she said that some girls had been raped and sent to this place and um what I read later on she didn't say this is that girls who were raped were sent to this place for fear that they might get pregnant and have children. So the sin wasn't that somebody had raped them mm-hmm. or the, the aftermath. It, well, it was, um, her being an unwed mother. So right. that's a, oh, just, just horrible. I know. She also said, Sinead said, one girl had a bad hip and her family didn't know what to do with her. So they oh, sent Jesus. her there. So it became like a catch all, let's say for, yeah. Any kind of situation, but we're going to get into detail about that. Uh, hold so, on. Can I just yeah, ask yeah. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where was this? It was Ireland. She's Ireland. from Ireland. You right. know Sinead and... O'Connor. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. I do. Yeah. I don't know okay. a whole lot. Didn't really. Okay. Um, Nothing compares to you was written by Prince. That's about all super... right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But and when you say that, it puts you in like the 20s in your head, what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And it's not. Exactly. It's 70s. Chris. These, what they Wait, were called. She, would ten, she was about mag- our age, right? Let me let me just read the f- next few sentences. And uh, yeah, she was like um, maybe three or years older than me, like maybe born in sixty seven. Right. So this like should that. have been like the seventies, well, maybe 80s. even eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So check this out. She said that this is this is what really stuck in my mind during the uh, the, the, the documentary. As punishment, I was sent to bed early to go sleep with the dying Magdalene ladies. I was terrified and I was told that if you don't shape up, this is what will happen to you. So that stuck in my mind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, these were the Magdalene laundries. So I don't know if you've heard of it in that context. I don't I think so. Like, yeah. So I looked up Magdalene ladies. I'm like, what the hell are Magdalene ladies? So that brought me to the Magdalene laundries, which I had never heard of either. From 1922, we actually find out that it goes back further. I'll talk about that later on. To 1996, Chris. Yeah, you just just visibly jumped. Mm -hmm. It's appalling. 96. I was a full grown. I I had moved to Greece. I was 26 years old. Like, this is not Like, yeah, we thought the world had reformed at this point. Yes. And this is still going on. Yes. Okay. It, it's mind blowing. Like I said, I read one of the articles I read said like for context, everybody, this isn't even when like Charles and Di got married. This is when right. they got divorced. This is when they this got divorced. Like exactly. This ages is like, later. This right. is when train spotting came out. That's crazy. This, it's crazy. It's so recent. And disgusting. Um, <clears throat> Go on. So disgusting. And I'm going to shed some more light that will <laughs> probably make it seem a lot worse. So um, I am reading from uh, something I read here. So from 1922 to 1996, girls and women were imprisoned, forced to carry out unpaid labor and subjected to severe psychological and physical maltreatment in Ireland's Magdalene institutions. These were carceral punitive institutions that ran commercial and for-profit businesses, primarily laundries and needlework. So, um, 
my understanding, I don't know if I wrote it down, is that these did not, you know how we always say that, you know, be, through like colonial, colonialization, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of stuff spread from Britain to all of the colonies like Canada, Correct. the US. And so these actually ended up, although the Magdalene laundries were mainly, I think there were some in England, but mainly in Ireland. Okay. Um, there were some in Canada, the US, um, Australia, mm-hmm. and strangely, Sweden. I don't really know of a yeah. It's like how random. Not where is I that? would have thought, but yeah, okay. I know, I know. And to be I fair, know. there's probably even if they weren't called that, there were other versions of it. Absolutely, occurring. there's no question everywhere. You know exactly, exactly. So, um, right. So, I guess in, in 1922, this isn't that important, but I guess 1922 is when Ireland became uh, an independent republic. So that's why 1922 is referenced a lot, um, but these Magdalene laundries started much earlier than that. Um, They were operated by four religious orders, of Mm -hmm. course, the Sisters of Mercy, the Sisters of Our Lady of Charity, the Sisters of Charity, and the Good Shepherd Sisters. Yeah. So here's a little bit of history. Sorry, Mm -hmm. did you want to say something? No, it's just... I, I, I can't stand it. Go on. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And, th- and this is why I'm always saying, like, I love spirituality, but organized religion, not always, but it's just like the root. Anyway, it, it has just caused a lot of uh, pain and suffering, to say the least. <laughs> I'm like, how is she going to phrase this? Yeah, I was like, no, I don't want to take there? anybody out. I guess my point is that if, you know, if you, you know, I respect your anybody's religious views, but there are certainly these, like... It, There's a lot of history that leads you to seeing a little different side. Well, exactly. And I'm not sure if you know why, um, like Sinead O'Connor was essentially the first example of cancel culture way back in the early 90s or something, because she did an SNL appearance and she ripped up a picture of the Pope. Yep. And so she was completely canceled. And, uh, but it was because I I believe that the, uh, it had come to light how many, um, children were mainly boys were being sexually abused at the hands of mm-hmm. church leaders and, and whatever and the uh, ministers church, yep. and whatnot in the Catholic Church, and, and they were it dismissing was, it. Absolutely, they weren't um, uh, like recognizing it, acknowledging it at all. They so were burying it, fed up. For, right, exactly. from what I remember, is they were transferring the priests from one to the other. They would transfer them so that right they could just yeah. start again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So she was just fed up. And anyway, she goes deep into that issue. Anyway, so in 1765, the first asylum opened in Dublin. I got the impression that one had opened in England before this. But anyway, history says 1965, the first asylum, they call it, opened in Dublin. So it was initially to stop or to prevent prostitution. Um, what they said was that they wanted to save the souls primarily of women and children. So apparently this asylum was initiated by a group called the Evangelical Rescue Group in the UK. Um, so what their goal was, was to find quality employment for former prostitutes who couldn't find work due to their history. So I I do think that like nobody, like um, I can't talk today, nobody questions that this was actually the real initial purpose like mm-hmm. the, the women were supposed to uh, go into these reformatories let's say uh, learn a trade in order to be able to support themselves so instead of having you on the street doing sex work you know let's teach you a trade so you can go and support yourself um the periods of time were supposed to be short like I don't yep. know, 12 18 uh, months two years many women uh, entered by choice um the idea was to restore their standing in society mm-hmm. they would work 
there, I guess, learning their trade, but in, in exchange for accommodation, clothing, food, and of course, religious instruction. Of course. Um, this asylum was established by philanthropist Lady Arabella Denny. Um, it was established, it was called the Dublin Magdalene Asylum, or otherwise known as the Magdalene Asylum for Penitent Females. And I think I knew what penitent meant, meant but what it means, if people don't know, is like remorseful. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, do you have to heard repent? Of- that's right, to repent, exactly, to, to say your penance for, for your yep. sins. So it was a home for fallen women or remorseful prostitutes. So like I said, they would stay in sort of like for um, 18 months, two years, and they were only allowed to leave if they had a position to go to, which kind of sounds positive to me. Like, you know? It sounds like the beginning, like yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. It was a good goal. It sounded exactly. great. It was going to work out. And then someone got into it. <laughs> exactly. It, people saw potential for exactly. it to turn into something else. Yeah. Um, so they could only leave if they had a position to go to, like they were placed in some sort yeah. of work, which sounded kind of positive to me, or they were permitted to return home. Um, they were originally only for Protestants, but then became mainly Catholic run. And I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the ones that survived were mainly Catholic run. Um, of course, the Magdalene is a reference to the most infamous, quote unquote, prostitute, Mary Magdalene, who, of course, wasn't a prostitute. She right. was one of <laughs> Jesus's disciples. But OK, that's a whole other thing. OK, so the question is, did these reform institutes, asylums, whatever, did they work? No. Um, <laughs> no pause not. in there, Deb. No, no. Just people need to know. I, I don't. I've got people on the edge of their seats, and I just need to put them out of their misery. So um, they didn't work. And something I read said, you know, just like seeing prostitutes you were working with get killed or or, or whatever. Yeah, that didn't stop it either. So why, like, you know? So it, what I found super interesting is that. And this is like so many things that are so present to this day. It's like if you like they treat they thought of prostitution as like like a female moral issue. Yeah. Like you're right. But, but, but the, uh, it, it, mm. you go ahead. I won't no, no, say. No, no, no. I'm probably going to say what you're thinking is it, that it was How is it not How is it not Okay, it's her moral issue. How is right. it not his moral issue? <laughs> Absolutely. They, like, you can't, you need, like, in any economy, you need a buyer and a seller. Right. You can't have one. No. So, exactly. Ugh. But the other thing is that what I found interesting that I read is that it was a social issue. If you, um, you know, if you're talking about extreme poverty, overcrowded slums, no work prospects, no welfare system, like... I don't see that they had much of a choice, you exactly. know, like I think that yep. anybody would do that to keep food on the table or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so that was sort of the original idea um, behind the, the Magdalene laundries. Um, they didn't work, like we said. So why did they keep going? Um because they were very, very profitable. Exactly. They were okay. very, very profitable. They, um, as we said, they didn't uh, pay the women. They didn't pay into any sort of no, a pension it was an exchange. scheme. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, the washing machine wasn't invented until like the 1950s or something. I didn't read that, but that's what I think I remember. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there was just laundry to be done for everyone. So right. they had these huge clients. Like they had, okay, they had that individuals and local businesses and other churches and whatnot, but they had entire government departments. Oh, uh, oh uniforms they were servicing. and stuff. 
absolutely. Um, the, the, the Ministry of Defense, uh, public hospitals, all of oh, the, yeah. the sheets and, uh, and all that bedding and all that stuff. Um, schools, prisons, oh. a little bit ironic. Uh, par- <laughs> Parliament, the president's own residence. Oh, ma- um, the Office of Public Works and the State Solicitor's Office. I'm, that's probably just to name a few. So they're thinking, okay, so... Um, we're making money, <laughs> all yep. right? This is a great business. We have, and obviously most of it's staying in our pocket because uh, we're not paying these women. Right. Um, so what they started to do was create more beds and look for more labor. But Chris, there was a prostitute shortage. <laughs> I was going to say, well, have we run out of <laughs> prostitutes yet? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> so what they had to do, the poor little fellers, was <laughs> expand the definition of fallen woman. What does a fallen woman mean? Um, right? Yes. Who has fallen from the graces? That's right. So must be anyone on two legs. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And yeah, anyway, forget it. So <laughs> the other thing is, again, that I found super interesting about the Sinead documentary was that I, I I knew that Ireland was notoriously religious, but I didn't realize that it was like, not now, but at one point it was actually a theocracy. Like it was, and I didn't want to, if I had gone down that rabbit hole, I would still be in there. So I just don't exactly know what a theocracy means, but all I know is that the government and the church are extremely They are not separate. Pretty much. (laughs) I think they are now, but the thing is that even if you separate something on paper, you know, I'm sure there are lots of, uh, you know, favors and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I look at the U.S. and it's separation of church and state, right? Right. But yet... Doesn't the president have like these prayer breakfasts after he gets elected and, you know, you know, you have to put your hand on a Bible and all those things. So how, how is that? I don't get it. Do you still have to put your hand on a Bible? Yeah. I find that incredible. I find that incredible. I mean, they took the, and, and and the oath is done on a Bible, right? The oath is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. We're going to have to look at that I think Biden came in last time with this, I don't know if it was Biden. It probably was with this giant family bible and oh god really i'm curious about that personally i, I think they up. should have opened it to see if there was a cutout for the whiskey bottle you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i just know that i mean i'm sure this is true in the states too like public school i think we used to say did they used to say prayers anyway we're going off topic now but well that's nothing new um we never at my age we didn't say prayers i think right. like my mother's age they did but we didn't say okay. prayers in public school, but of course, there's the great debate of I pledge allegiance, and right. in it is the words under God, right? Okay. Which you are forced to say say the pledge of allegiance in school. And I'll be honest, I have no idea if they still say under God or not, but I know yeah. there was an uproar over it. Yes, and I know that uh, this might be a little bit different, but um, I know that the Canadian national anthem was changed. I don't think it was a religious thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up and, and tell everybody about that because I don't really remember. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> No, but this was just a, I've been gone forever. Come on. I, I just hum along. Man. See? Nailed it. So, so um, as I said, the government and the church were extremely closely related. And as I said, I didn't want to get into too much detail, but expanding like these 
things seem to have coincided. Like they needed to expand the definition of fallen women in order to essentially staff these laundries. Right. Okay. We need workers. Yep. That's right. And we don't want to pay them. So we need to find excuses to convince them that they're sinners or they're right. criminals. That they need or... to come wash the president's underwear. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because someone has to do it, Chris. I know. Someone I know. has to do it. So, um, but I also feel like it was uh, like also like they wanted, they, they truly believed like the, 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 like the backbone of the state was that the, like these women really need, deserve to be punished. Like these right, are really right. problematic. Like this is, we do not stand for, yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those kind of things happened at the same time. So, um, <clears throat> These are the types of women who could now be included in um, entry, let's say, into a Magdalene laundry. Unwed mothers or expectant mothers. Um, victims of rape who might be pregnant. So we talked a little bit about that in the beginning. Victims of sexual abuse. Like victims of sexual abuse, like in the home, they were often committed by their own families because they didn't want them to talk about it. Right. They, they didn't were ashamed want, of it. They, they that's right. The child. Yep. They blamed the child. Exactly. They didn't want anybody finding out about it. So let's just send her away. Mm -hmm. um, so it had nothing to do with reform or giving them an education. And that I think was it a lot of people, uh, a lot of families genuinely believed though, that they were, their daughter was going to get an education. All right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them yeah. were duped into thinking this was like some sort of private school or, you know, something like that. And, um, yeah. and of course they paid to send their children. So not only were they getting oh, that's income, right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yes. <laughs> we will pay, we will pay you to abuse our, our daughter and, you know, like let her die in one of these asylums. So excuse me. You, so yeah. you said this went through 1996. Yes. Now, yes. I don't know if you're going to tell us or not. Were they shut down or like, I, 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 I might be ruining your story. No, no, no. I, I'm going to tell you, yes, they did close, um, but because of some revelations. So I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Sorry. Um, women who had left abusive relationships were sent to these places. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough that they suffered the abusive relationship. Now they were going to really get it by but going again, to one of these places. Yeah. And yet you, right. It isn't enough, but you're saying again, that they think they're going to something good. Yes. I, so I mean, they think they're finding a way out. Well, I think that the women who committed themselves or their families committed them, they genuinely believed that, not always, but they genuinely, like the like I was saying in the beginning that, you know, a woman, a girl had been sent there for having a bad hip. Right. But then again, no, you're right. Maybe the family was sort of told that, okay, you know, send her to us. We have the facilities to take care of her. And No, you're right. So I do think that in a lot of cases, um, people genuinely thought that I'm, do I'm making the best decision for my child. Right. Absolutely. Right. So um, maybe we shouldn't be so <clears throat> sarcastic over because maybe, you know, it's not fair. They probably did think that they were making the better choice. Yes, but... Uh, there were certainly a lot of people who knew exactly what they were doing there oh, okay. too. No. like send the kid away. So it's like some yeah. of that for sure. But like, you know, this unwanted pregnancy, um, will bring shame yeah. on our family, hide her away. Or yeah. she was yeah. raped instead of like supporting her and, and God forbid finding the person who did it, you know, let's just make it go away. Right. Um, and I think that you're right. Like in this at sort of in the, in the initial years, um, I don't think people understood how bad the conditions were. And I haven't talked a lot about the conditions yet, mm -hmm. but um, I think that at some point people knew exactly 
where these women were going and they because and they just thought well they must have done something to deserve being in there Mm -hmm. you know and then i and i don't you know if we had grown up there maybe we would have had a similar oh probably conditioning i don't know like i don't want to whatever place the blame so um so yeah a, a woman a woman who had left an abusive relationship presumably um she would be sent there, you know, for fear of her becoming promiscuous, like mm-hmm. a single woman and all that stuff. Women deemed too flirtatious or beautiful were sent there. Isn't that mind blowing? Because they were afraid that they would attract attention, maybe become pregnant, like just insanity. And the Jesus. side note that I know, and often this particular note said that women deemed too flirtatious or beautiful were sent there by their own families. Jesus. Like, I know. Um, Girls, women from mental hospitals were sent there. Girls and women with disabilities were sent there. Petty criminals like Sinead were sent there. And very often um, when, this is a whole other story, I guess, but... um, children from orphanages when they didn't really know what to do with them when they came of age they would sort of make up a sin and say you need to go to a magdalene uh, asylum so who were so the children that were sent it was a little bit confusing about if children went to orphanages or magdalene laundries but they were all kind of connected and working together right so you know very often the women you know if these women did go into a magdalene laundry and end up giving birth the babies of course would be taken away and um They, uh, they, sorry, they would be put into an orphanage. Um, any child that was under the, the custody of the state could be put into uh, an orphanage slash Magdalene uh, asylum. A poor child, mm-hmm. illegitimate children, all right? So just just absolutely despicable, like absolutely nothing to do with trying to provide some sort of opportunity for these people who probably needed it more than anybody else. Anybody else, right. right. Um, yeah. So as I said before, a lot of children started off in orphanages and just sort of progressed to Magdalene laundries. Like they didn't even have a chance to get out into the world. So we already talked a little bit about this, but there were two ways for somebody to get sent to a Magdalene laundry. One was voluntary. (laughs) Um, so in some cases themselves, but very often a family, a doctor, an employer, a social worker, or the church. Oh, the only way they mm-hmm. I know I forgot about those little suckers <laughs> um or more formally they could be referred to a Magdalene asylum by the judicial system so they would either accept to be sentenced to time in a, a Magdalene laundry as opposed to going to jail or they could be sent there while they were awaiting trial right so they haven't well, even been convicted right they haven't <laughs> yeah I'd Maybe. like to think it's under the guise of it's helping them but <laughs> I I I I have. I, it just I sound- feel like at the very, 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 very <laughs> beginning, there might have been a little tinge of that. Yeah, but no, it and was quickly, just. Yeah, I yeah. think that it was one thousand percent a business deal. Yep, absolutely profitable. Um, I assume, not I assume, the money went to the church. These were run by churches, so one thousand percent the money went to the churches. But I really think something that I haven't explained very well is that I also think that there was just this, this like real need to despise women uh fallen women like it was such a theocratic 
like mentality. Yeah. I, I don't, why else? Why else would it only be women? Men could work too and make profits. You right. know no, what I mean? So, oh, I mean, especially back then, it was it's always women. Because I know. they're considered the weaker, you know? The weaker. Or whatever the, you know. Well, okay. This is a whole other, I don't know. It's, like, it's it, Yeah, it's a whole well, thing. Well, it is. And it's, anyway, yeah, let's not go down that road. So what were the conditions like? As I said, the... Um, the initial idea of protect, reform, rehabilitate changed to these women need to do penance for the sins they have committed through harsh labor. <laughs> and, and on some level, I wonder if, and of course, these were all run by nuns, okay? Um, like there was no mention of any priests or anything like that, but uh-huh. um, they were all at the casinos <laughs> spending the money. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, I mean, maybe on some level, they really did think that these women needed to repent. Well, probably but, because they yeah. weren't pure like nuns. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, really think about that. Well, and let me tell you about the conditions and then we can talk about how pure, <laughs> about how pure nuns are. So, um, so they mainly did, uh, as we said, laundry, washing and ironing. And the act of cleaning stains uh, became very symbolic of being penitent about their past, like cleaning the stains yeah, like I'm huh. like a stain on society and I need to get that off and blah, 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 blah. I know I know sorry so as we said I know <clears throat> no pay no well, education listen they got fed what more do you want I know and I, I can you I know, you, you just I'm picture sorry. like it's prison food you know swap you know like well, we see in the movies it was like a glomp of dry yeah. oatmeal you know and not even what actually one of my notes says bread and water Oh, perfect. Bread yeah. and water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would have all the nutrients they needed to yeah. get through those like to get 10 right hour the day. days yeah. and that. There you go. Yeah. Who am I to criticize? You are so That's what I always say. I know. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? I need to go to one of those. No. No, God's <laughs> God, not no. funny. Oh, sounds worse than prison to me. It does. It does. I, I don't know. Hopefully I'll never experience it. Either, it but. sounds more like the chain gangs. Remember? Yes. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So clearly no pay, no education, even though, as I said, some families really thought their kids were getting, I mean, I think over the centuries they clued in that their kids weren't getting an education, but initially they thought they were. Uh, And they never knew if they were getting out. It's not like they said, you know, you're, you're sentenced to a Magdalene laundry for two years. You went in and you did not know if oh you were Oh my God, out. at least yes. prison, you have a clue. Exactly. You've got like a judicial system saying, yeah. but or- you've got, I don't know, parole, you've got whatever yeah, or yeah. like the orphanage you're out at 18 you know that kind of thing yeah. this was just you're in here and when we yeah. decide you've wow that's right completely forgotten women and yep. children completely um so one thing like uh, just doesn't surprise me but just blew my mind was the dehumanization so they were given numbers instead of using their names but their names were changed because presumably all of these women, most of them were Catholic and had been baptized. So when you're baptized, generally you're given a biblical name. So they were, their name was taken away because they weren't worthy of having a biblical name. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't worthy. So they, uh, they changed their names, but from what I understand, they were also referred to as numbers. They shaved their heads. They wore institutional uniforms. And they were very often made to repeat, I am nobody. I am a nobody. Oh, like my just, God. Yes. 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 Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Um, one of the main characteristics of these places was uh, silence. To maintain order and a monastic atmosphere, 
um there was uh silence 100 silence they could not speak i'm thinking that they didn't want they weren't allowed to have any private conversations and i'm wondering if they didn't want the women forming alliances exactly like, i was gonna say that they didn't want for yeah. formulating a plan yeah, like in exactly. the prison in the prison um y- yards right right, you right. Know, if you see exactly. prisoners congregating kind of chatting a lot yeah. then they come in to break break them it up, up. yeah yep. exactly so yeah, so that, that was part of it. And I also think that it was silence. Uh, it, it's a way of controlling, you know. Yep. Um, they had to address the nuns as as mothers. So, you you know, you've got this person who's telling you, you know, you are nothing and, and this, that, and the other thing, but you still have to address them with some sort of, like, respectful title. As I said, bread and water diets. If they refused to work, food was withheld. They were probably, thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or they were physically abused. There was major flogging, like, physical abuse, verbal abuse, obviously, um, cold, inadequate hygiene conditions, constantly under surveillance, solitary confinement. They could not go outside. The doors were locked. There were iron gates. There were prison guards in the form For the of, love of nuns. God. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. And again, 1996. 1996. That is unbelievable yeah. that yeah. anything post- I know. I mean, I'll even say post 75. Okay. Well, yeah. That seems so I'll, recent to me too. Yes. I know. But I'll say post 75, how people didn't look and say, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I know. I know. Just, it was brainwashing. I think that people were, I mean, maybe there were uprisings that I didn't read about, but there certainly wasn't any mention of that. Like until yeah. this event happens that I'll tell you about in a bit. Um, <clears throat> some things I read said that uh, they weren't allowed to be visited or, or certainly not visit families. Some people said, or some things I read said there were restricted, vis- uh, restricted uh, visitation, um, supervised correspondence or no correspondence whatsoever. Apparently they worked six days a week, 10 hours a day. Um, <clears throat> so I don't even know what they, but on that Sunday, I don't think they were out like in the garden to having picnics No, I assume they were in church all day. <laughs> I guess so, to repent. Right. Yeah, because no, they hadn't probably, done that all week. No, they had the six six days working and right. of course, God's day you had to spend in church. That's right. Oh my God. So this is also, in my opinion, mind-blowing. The official records still to this day say that 30,000 women passed through the Magdalene laundries since, you know, the 1700s, um, uh, of which 10,000 passed through them from 1922 uh, and beyond. The estimated real number of women who I passed was gonna through say, these that laundries... that is not real. It's nothing, exactly. <laughs> That's what the records say. Uh-huh. Um, at least 300,000 I believe it. Even You're that seems low me. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That's a lot of years. It's a lot of years and at what, like, just like these women's lives were so, and children's lives Mm -hmm. were so insignificant. They didn't even deserve to have records. Right. And of course, and of course they didn't want to have records because they didn't want everybody, anybody ever finding out the extent to which this was going on. But again, 1996, we had internet. Like it's, it's oh not, my god, you're right. It, it's not like you were using <laughs> cuneiform, you know, clay tablets. No, and I'll bet any deaths barely recorded. You know? Okay, I'm gonna get to that because oh, that's see? also you're absolutely right. No death or no recorded deaths. Very oh, few. Oh well, that was lucky. Exactly. They forgot that day, Chris. Don't be so judgmental. <laughs> god. Um, so and to this day, the church's policy of secrecy, apparently, um, their registers and annals are still closed despite refi- repeated uh, attempts 
to have all that information revealed. Isn't that nice that the church nice. can, you know, constantly know. gets covered for this, covered for that. Yeah. So nice. It's so lucky. That's God working for you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I just can't even deal. So like I said before, um, I think that people knew, you know, what were going on, but they sort of convinced themselves that these women deserved it. I'm not sure. Um, the government absolutely knew what was going on, but couldn't go against the church. And also Can't go against the church. Exactly. And they were like the main customer. Uh-huh. I'm sure they got kickbacks. I, in fact, I think I say something about that a bit later on. So um, essentially, like these became a, a seamless, like they were seamlessly integrated into Ireland's carceral, like penal carceral system women who really didn't do anything wrong Uh, exactly exactly and even if they did do something wrong you imprison them right and and, you know i mean i know that a lot of prisons are supposed to be you know reformative too that's what we're hoping to put these people back in society um with better chances of survival and not committing crimes again none of that was happening none of it was happening um so wow i almost I'm getting to the end. That happened fast. <laughs> but um, so what was sort of the beginning of the end? 1993. 1993. 1993. Got it. Right. Not okay. 1893. So 19. <laughs> 30 years ago, which sounds like a lot, but it's oh, wow. not. Okay. It's really not. Um, a Dublin convent, one of these Magdalene laundries, sold land. Um, and a mass grave was discovered by the contractors. Oops, doodles. Land. Oops, what do we have here? <laughs> but do you know why they sold the land, Chris? Why they had ended up with no money? Or not no money, but they ended up needing to sell the land to make some money? Let me think. <laughs> well, obviously, it did have to do with all the uh, abuse claims? No. Oh. They, the church had lost money on the stock market. Oh, uh, yeah, poor thing. Let's think, Klima. I know. <laughs> shame. What a shame. What a shame. That's so sad. Yeah. I know. It's terrible. So, I mean, you got to do it. Sometimes you got to sell that land with your 155 women's bodies in it. So they found a mass grave with, uh, and that actually seems like a very low number to me. Well, to but, be fair, I believe there's probably more than one mass grave. And yes. they just ran across one. Because I, I exactly. mean, I don't think you said it, but there was several of these laundries. <gasps> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Easily 15 just in Ireland, let's say. Yeah, I don't think you You said no. there were many around, but I assume just in Ireland, there were yes. many of these. Yes, there were. So, okay. yes. But this was like this 1993 dig um, and finding the mass grave with 155 women's bodies um, was what sort of set the... It was like the beginning of the end. Like, okay, yep. this is... People are starting to sort of understand what the hell was going on. Um, and just a note that, you know, not issuing a death certificate was illegal, but of course the church didn't have to, um, worry about stuff like that, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, a side note, this isn't necessarily related to 1993, but at St. Mary's mother and baby home, this is horrible. The remains of almost 800 babies were found in a (gasps) septic tank in 1975. Whoa. Yeah. In 1975? Yes. Um, in the from, septic tank. In the septic tank. So put there, <laughs> clearly. Um, okay, so I don't know if someone's cooking or if there's something on fire close to me, but anyway. I, so, I'm sorry, Deb, we're recording. I'm sorry. Um, 
Yeah. You cannot stop, drop, and roll at this moment. We are recording, okay? <laughs> okay. You just unless wait. it's food, unless it, unless they're barbecuing, I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> or me cooking bacon. You just <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Anyway, yeah, I don't have an alarm system, so I'm not worried about that going off. So from what I under, I mean, my first thought was, oh God, why were they killing these babies? But then I realized they weren't necessarily killing them; they were just neglected to the point of death, possibly, like, like yeah. both, probably, right? Right. Horrible, horrible, horrible. So I just wanted to tell this one survivor story, but you can, I was going to make a list of all of the, the, the films and documentaries and whatnot, but there are so many, if you, if anybody just, you know, types in Magdalene, uh, Magdalene laundries, lots of YouTube uh, stuff comes up. A lot of survivor accounts, um, movies with like Judy Dench, like a lot of stuff has been published about this, but, um, one account was, uh, Elizabeth Copen. She was two years old and her stepfather beat her. So the government sent her to an asylum. <laughs> Instead of sending him to an asylum, right? No, no, no. They send the two-year-old. Okay, makes sense. Totally. Um, so the court, so the case went to court, and the court order said that they she would be the ward of the court, or you know, under the um, what's it called, responsibility of the court yes. until yep. she was sixteen. Um, instead, she was confined to a laundry to the laundry system until she was nineteen. She says the nuns starved her beat her until she was welted, locked her in cupboards, forced her to wear soiled clothes on her head if she wet herself. At 12 or 13 years of age, she set her clothes on fire in a suicide attempt. Sadly for her, she survived. Yep. Was given no medical treatment. Um, When she escaped the Magdalene laundry at 17, child protection workers (laughs) forced her to return. Child protection. Yeah, workers. I have my opinions about a lot of that thing. Oh, oh my, my god, poison. it's just crazy. And like, yeah. yeah, many many episodes. So, um, so what's the aftermath? Uh, so this was like the turning point, right? Okay, right. just sort of finding this mass grave and all that stuff. Um, oh, by the way, before like the world found out about the mass grave, apparently the nuns and the builder had decided to cremate because the, the bodies were in the way of this building. Right. Well, they, right? yeah, right. Rude. Rude. <laughs> just rude. So just um, toss them in the fire, all of them? Yep. They decided they were going to cremate them and split the cost. Isn't that nice? Working Aww, together? I that know. Was adorable. <laughs> Sorry. We are not finding this issue funny at all, but we have to like break the seriousness with a bit of humor right so and, and it shows our disgust at the whole thing and that's like and as you're saying these things i'm picturing all different other stories over the years yes not, not yes. this particular thing but it right. relates to so many other stories that you've heard absolutely. over the years. absolutely and that's it's the not other thing. by itself you know it's absolutely not by itself and you know i certainly don't i've never done an episode on ireland and I'm, i don't want this to be the first episode i did on ireland this is not a commentary on ireland or, or you know irish people Every single country has God, something yes. like this uh, multiple times over. It's, and oh, it's yeah. still going on. It's oh, not yeah. even. Oh, yeah. You'd like to <laughs> say not... that we've all come to our senses and realized. No. You know, you know we, we've we evolved. And in a lot of things, yes. we have evolved. Yes. I mean, my husband yeah. and I, would, had, there was some movie on TV, and it's unbelievable how wrong. Really? Like a movie from 30 years ago. You're like, everything in it is wrong. Everything, oh my God. <laughs> the way they treat the women, the way they talk, the things they say. I mean, like nowadays, there's nobody would. Uh, yep. watch these movies and accept it absolutely <laughs> i mean if you think about any tv we watch any cartoons we read and anything it was all totally wrong right wrong <laughs> so yeah right. on some things we're progressing but other things are things. just still being swept right. under the rug you know oh god yeah. yeah so 
Um, so in 2001, <laughs> 2001, we're in the 2000s. Oh my. Yes. Um, the Irish government indeed acknowledged that women were victims of ab- abuse. Wow. God, I know. God right? bless the government. I know. But they resisted calls to investigate. They just acknowledged yeah. it like they were hoping it would go away. They resisted calls for investigation. They said they were, um, sorry. Oh, and oh, this is unbelievable. They said, I'm sorry, but those were privately run businesses. They're outside our jurisdiction. How they is it outside the biggest of the jurisdiction? Client. Yeah. Yes. How and, is legal? Right. Yet, yeah. Meanwhile, some little, you know, say dry cleaner down the road gets run over by IRS agents yeah. and everybody. But in this case, <clears throat> the government needs Can't to step do anything. back. Yeah. That's right. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, the government, like, was their biggest client. Like right. they, sorry, I think I kind of got a little bit off track. I wanted to say something else, but I totally forgot. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, but the government had awarded these laundries really lucrative contracts. And I'm sure there were kickbacks. Like they would give them. Oh, I'm sure. You know, they had whatever, however many millions of pounds or whatever it was to spend on laundry each year. They would give them these huge contracts and then I'm sure they would get kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's out of our jurisdiction. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, that's what I was going to say before. Like, it's out of your jurisdiction, but you're the one who sent a lot sent of the women there. there. That's right. what I wanted to say. Yes. Um, you know, as some sort of a conviction or awaiting trial or whatever it was. So, right. I mean, how how is it right? You can't wash your hands of something that you, he, they staffed it. Yeah. The government staffed it, yep. essentially. So, an advocacy group called Justice for Magdalene's lobbied the government after this. So this is about you know, 2002, 2003 for two years. Um, got nowhere, obviously. And they presented and God bless them. And, you know, I'm sure, I think there are a lot of advocacy groups uh, nowadays for sure. Oh, um, they present, yes, they presented their case to the UN committee against torture. Thank mm-hmm. God. Um, so in 2011, no, Jesus 11, Christ. <laughs> 11. Yeah. That's like, our children were uh, born. Like, no, mine have all been born by this point. Yes, yes. <laughs> born and, yeah, alive and kicking. Um, 2011, the UN urged Ireland to investigate. So Ireland conceded. So they got nudged. <clears throat> they got a little nudge. Yeah. Probably got paid. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so the government did set up a committee. Uh, after an 18-month investigation mm. in 2013. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just really need people to understand that we're talking about just a few years ago. A couple days ago. Yeah, pretty much. Um, They did acknowledge that 11,000 women had entered the Magdalene laundries. Oh, 11,000. Yeah, I'm sure it was only 11,000. Minimal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, there were significant levels of verbal abuse, but no (laughs) evidence of regular, regular physical or sexual abuse. And they weren't particularly profitable. So they compl- yeah, <laughs> it's just, and that's after like a formal UN, um, but it, they did investigation. That just, yeah. But the UN didn't follow up with it. The well, UN wasn't like, well, I mean, that's just crap. That just, that's just, oh, we have to do this because to enter the UN, don't you have to be under certain guidelines when it comes to humanitarianism sure. and things like that? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you same might with be NATO. The, I, I don't know. It's, I think you might be thinking of the EU, but is, yeah, no, the I US, think I th- no, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, regardless, it's like <laughs> yes, yeah. it's just it, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah, the the, the government was was terrified yeah. of, um, and I'm sure that the government was terrified of being 
found to be at fault, which they ultimately were, um, for what happened. But also, I'm sure they were under pressure from the church to not let their investigation show anything harmful about the church. Because they were already had exactly. a big red scar on it, you know? Exactly. And, but I mean, that is just infuriating. The government was behind the, like, yeah. you know, supposedly yeah. the government should be checking up on an institution. Oh, yeah. They, they, I assume no. they check up on their prisons. Yeah, I'm sure that there's legislation in place that makes them have to. I'm sure the prisons have to pass audits. I mean, again, I'm sure it's all, you know, like just paperwork. Well, please, if it wasn't for your episode, I just learned that. Remember, I just learned that uh, prisons could be private entities. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because even, even prisoners... Have have rights. The same human rights that anybody else. They're they're just incarcerated. But these women didn't. No, they didn't. And I'm pretty sure a lot of prisoners in the world today still, you know, certainly don't have. Oh, I'm sure. Human rights. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, Ireland is not a, you know, third world country. No, 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 no. (laughs) I know. I know. It was just complete, like, um, I don't know, just like wanted them to disappear. Like we just, nobody wants to know. We know, but we don't want to know. Um, so evidently the, sorry, this obviously the, the results of this investigation were absolutely not satisfactory to anybody <laughs> Good. who had yeah exactly and a lot of the elderly magdalenes uh, went on a hunger strike and i'm sure lots of other things happened too um to the point where in 2013 i i'm not sure what they call the president of ireland something like Set or something i should have looked that up but it's a very i don't know anyway it's a, a word that i don't know um he did issue a formal state apology in 2013, um, he said many, many things, among which was that this is absolutely the nation's shame. Yes. Like he finally acknowledged, Good. like I think that they got um, an apology out of the government that they were actually satisfied with. Since... Okay, were they really satisfied or was that as good as it was going to get? Well, yeah, but well, yeah. Acknowledging oh, it at least. At least they acknowledged it to a point. They, You know damn well they didn't acknowledge it because they didn't say, oh, we're sorry, it wasn't 11,000, it was like 300,000. Exactly. Uh, there was no yeah. abuse. Sorry for all the dead bodies that we found right. on the property. Exactly, exactly. And since the investigation, or what, I'm not sure now who did this investigation, but 25% of the women and children sent to these Magdalene laundries were sent by the Irish state. Um, the Irish state was told or, or ordered to pay a compensation of about $75 million to hundreds of survivors. And of course, you know, the women, I really want people to go and listen to some of these survivor stories. They're like, you know, that's, I have no education. I'm 60 years old. I don't know how to read and write. I have been unpacking trauma and abuse. Like I don't have a life. Thank you for the money, but I don't have a life. You can't give it back. You really can't. It's like those poor prisoners, those, you know, the convicted felons that didn't do it. They (gasps) lost a whole life in jail. Exactly. And it's like you get out and here, and there is a set amount that you give to the prisoner. Right. But yeah. What exactly. Okay. Hey, what the hell? I can, exactly. I can buy groceries, but that's not going to give me any form of life. I'm 60, 70 years old now. Thank exactly. you for nothing. Exactly. And what about all the people who died? Right. What, what did they get? Right. Like, it's just crazy. Um, in 2008. Oh, God. I wanted to read this. Um, this was. 
so you've noticed that any sort of apologizing and any sort of like compensation has only been done by the Irish government. The Catholic Church hasn't said anything. No, no, no. All right. So there's a lot of stuff about this, but I wanted to read this one thing. Um, at around this time, so in a detailed commentary by Bill Donahue, the president of the Catholic League, uh, sorry, of the Catholic League, a U.S.-based advocacy group, advocating for what, I'm not sure, he, published in 2013, Donahue wrote, so he's from the Catholic Church, okay? No one was imprisoned nor forced against her will to stay. There was no slave labor. It's all a lie. Donahue alleged that the women in the asylums were prostitutes and women seen as likely candidates for the world's oldest profession. Unmarried women, especially those who gave birth out of wedlock, were likely candidates to become prostitutes. Contrary to what has been reported, the laundries were not imposed on these women. They were a realistic response to a growing social problem. 2013. And even if they were prostitutes... Uh I, 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 I have no words. I know. <laughs> I don't know how to it's, react to that other than... I know. 2013. 2013. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, just 10 years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. The Pope finally apologized. Which Pope? In, yeah. the Whoever Which was pope? around in 2018. So... I think that's the one that's there now, no? I probably... I'm not sure. I don't really... I don't subscribe to Vatican Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be interesting. <laughs> Not really. You'd no, know, because you'd walk away angry every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't this I don't know enough about it to comment, but I think he's a little bit more uh, modern. Progr no. Well progressive, I, think I guess. He I think he has to be. Right. I think he, he's forced into being yes. a little more progressive. I don't really think I think that's the one anyway. I think so too, but so apparently he did apologize, but again, you know not convincingly so right. and um and from what i read i didn't see any accounts of the catholic church paying any sort of um compensation so but i think <gasps> shock i know well they don't really have any money because they've got that stock market they got that gambling issue well they, and they had to pay off a lot of people for the whole uh that's right for the whole priest uh, scandal yeah oh my god so i think that um like i just you see, even we just said this pope is more pope is more progressive. Really, like acknowledging that there was colonization, mm -hmm. the genocide of the um, indigenous people, the Magdalene laundries. That doesn't solve anything. It's no. just lip service. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, I don't say he's progressive at all. I, like we said, he's faux-gressive. <laughs> he's yeah, pretending to be exactly. progressive. He's hey. saying what needs to be done. Yeah. Exactly. So that's it. That's my episode. Oh, I, it was I know that was. It was fast. very interesting. I thought it was about Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's gonna go back to the rest of the Sinead O'Connor story. <laughs> I, the first thing I said was, this episode is not about Sinead O'Connor. But I'm glad <laughs> I kept you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> well, I hope it was interesting. I but loved researching I, it. Yes, I loved and hated it all in yes. one big pot. <laughs> <laughs> then I've done something right. <laughs> oh, you did. No, no, it was excellent. Actually, it was very interesting. Yeah, horribly so, you. but very interesting. Like Horrible. I said, it, it's. I'm not surprised. I think I'm just surprised no. over the fact that 96 was yes. the end of it. That's what I couldn't get over because, we, you know, hearing stuff like if this had like been in like Victorian England, I would have been like, ah, eh, they always did stuff like well, that. Well, I was picturing more like Jack the Ripper times. I don't remember yeah. what, but you know what I'm saying? That's exactly. okay. That's how horrible. Yeah. No, not 1996. 
1996. You are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team podcasts there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast, award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the hills of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. Hey folks, BC here. I'm glad you're enjoying another amazing episode by Deb and Chris. But if you're looking for something different to listen to once you're done with this one, why don't you check out Wrestling With The Truth? It's a wrestling podcast that's a mixture of the modern product and old school memories from someone who's been a fan for 40 plus years. It's available on all your favorite podcasting apps. Or if you're more of a visual person, head on over to YouTube and check out Wrestling With The Truth's channel. Finally, if you're looking to relive the 80s, check out Wrestling With The 80s where I focus on old school matches, legendary territories, and crazy characters. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any great content. And like, official apologies coming in like 2013. Like, this is... yeah. What what kind of apology was that? Was no well, apology. Exactly. He he that teared a- up. Uh, like like whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. So hopefully I have informed the world a little bit about uh, the Magdalene laundries and just how horrible they were and it- how uh, until how recently they operated. Well, thank you for that bright and shining uh, episode. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll keep. <laughs> no, I liked it. I- it was really okay. interesting. I had Yay. never ever heard of them before. Okay, yay. All right, well, I guess that's it for today. The very Oh, and so you know, because I don't want to talk about weather, but I see the sun trying to peek out. Aw, it, it was my uplifting story. I think so. <laughs> oh she has God. a little ray of light, isn't she? Anyway, <laughs> um, we would love everyone to follow us at the usual locations like Instagram and Facebook at Today We Laughed and Learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, jump over to Twitter to mm-hmm. Today We Laughed. And hey, we would love an email or two or three or four or five. And that goes to today we laugh at gmail.com. You can find mm-hmm. us everywhere, but you're already listening, so you found us. But please <laughs> recommend us to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure which yeah. episode. Depends on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to keep them as friends. <laughs> and I think that's it. I think so, so too. So Deb, today I think we can definitely say that we laughed. We laughed a little (laughs) and learned a lot about Ireland's infamous Magdalene laundries. And that's it. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye.